Um, everyone, today is the motion and more podcast. So I would like to say you and me for his reward. So I, oh, everyone, I would just say who a is aim for his practice. That's what I do, right? Yeah. So I would do bye bye and off pep podcast remember all right thank you for the intro son welcome to episode 67 of the wolfpack podcast my name is tyler wolf and i'm your host and this is the show where we just tell you what we've been putting into our brains it's a recommendation show i'm excited about today's guest his name is garrett demeyer but before we get to the interview man like two months ago my wife put a couple days on the calendar And she's just going to leave town and get some rest with uh, one of her really close friends. And for two months, I stressed out about being the sole and primary caregiver for a four-year-old and two-and-a-half-month-old. Four-year-old, not so much of an issue. The two-and-a-half-month-old, and let's be real, neither of the boys are the issue. You know who the issue is? It's the 32-year-old. Who uh, who loses his mind in the middle of the night when he's just like can't get I should I mean loses his mind sounds like someone's gonna call the cops on me I should say um, I get frustrated in the middle of the night when I can't get a baby to sleep and gotta say on the tail end of that forty eight hours uh, somebody exaggerated the size of their problem to match the size of their uh, nerves and that somebody would be me. We got through it and it was smooth. And in it, I just enjoyed a really good day with, uh, my son, uh, our two and a half month old went to daycare and my son, Micah and I took a boy's day, went swimming, rode bikes inside of a store, rode a track or sat on tractors inside of a store. He got a new toy. We watched a movie together. We uh, we basically made a list. And after we did each thing on the list, we crossed it off. Micah got a good workout in. I got a good workout in. It was a good day. And what's funny is I had a, I had a moment of clarity while my wife was gone. Uh, let me take a sip. I had a moment of clarity while my wife was gone where I suddenly... Um, first of all, as she was leaving, I just took, I opened up my wallet, I took out my ID and I gave it to her. Uh, cause man, freedom's a curse sometimes. I was like, you know what? I don't even need this. I don't even need, uh, the opportunity for a thought to begin and for it to pick up momentum. And next thing you know, um, I'm, I'm drinking something I don't want to be drinking 12 years sober. And I still will hand my ID over to my wife because I am so, I like to say that I've built my new house within view of the cliff that I once hung from. Meaning I'm just not, uh, man, I'm 12 years old in sobriety. And uh, do you trust a 12 year old? I don't give myself, I probably don't give myself uh, enough trust, but I don't give myself too much trust either, obviously. But as my wife was gone, I started to notice I had these urges to like clean 
and I was like, even what if I surprise? What if I put a new installed a new toilet? Uh, the toilet in our house, it was here when we bought it, and we're like, ah, it would be nice to buy it, get a new one, a nicer one. And uh, I just realized, I was like, you know what, I, I'm not, I'm not wanting to do something to show love to my wife. I realized that I was wanting to do something in order to control my wife, meaning I was like, let me do something that will make her um, happy. And I realized that when you just hear that, it sounds good. But the truth is, is it's not. And it's a really codependent behavior that I've recognized myself where I go, oh, these aren't acts of love. These are acts of control. I'm doing this thing to get you to get you to be a certain way, to get a person to be a certain way. And it's manipulative, really. Now, I, of course, I could have been like, okay. I recognize I'm having a poor motivation. Let me do my best to do those things with the right motivation. And it's not that I won't, people, because I know what you're thinking. But I just had to say, like, no, I don't need to. I don't need to go and do these things because what happens is then if whether it's my wife or anyone else, if whoever's on the receiving end of a good act that I did out of bad motivation doesn't act in the way I think they should act. They don't respond in the way I think they should respond. Well, I do one of two things. Either I, you know, will beat myself up um, because it's because you kind of feel like you failed because your goal wasn't to love. Your goal was to control. And if you didn't control, you failed. Or I resent the other person for just not, um, not being grateful for you. And it's, dude, is it rooted in pride? Yeah, 100%. Um, so the house is a mess and the toilet is old. No, I, I picked up the house just because I don't like it to be dirty and cluttered. I like it to be clean. Um, our guest today is Garrett Demeyer, a good friend of mine. I never knew him before I moved to Waukesha County. Glad I did. Good dad, new business owner, and uh, a software guy, a computer guy, I'm told. Enjoy my conversation with the mighty Garrett Daniel DeMeyer. So you were saying, who'd you vote for again? Uh, well, I... <laughs> That's how I. That's how I fill all the awkward silences at church. And, and at church, I know most of the people, like who most people voted for. But at work, I'm just like, so you guys want to talk about that election we had? <laughs> Garrett. Hey, how's it going? Garrett Daniel Demeyer. Yes. As I like to say, G double D. Yeah. Mm. Has anybody know. ever called you that? No, but I don't know how I feel about it. I feel good about okay. it. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I uh you reached out to me about a new endeavor that you have. Mm-hmm. And the between the time I'm this is probably classic podcaster uh, behavior. Between the time you messaged me and the time I had you scheduled to come and record an episode was very quick. Yeah. But to be fair, you were spamming me. Yeah, so that's actually exactly the word for it. <laughs> I created the new Instagram account for the business. Yeah. And I was expecting Instagram to be like, invite your friends. And of course I was going to do that. But what it did was it just went through all of my recent messages instead of 
people that I follow. Yeah. And I wasn't thinking. I was just hitting send to all of them. So yeah. there were people who got multiple messages because I had like group messages with them. Or then there was you who runs multiple accounts and got yeah. multiple multiple messages. People I didn't talk to ever or like I sent a message to celebrities and people that I just like responded to their story. It was it's been awkward, but it's fine. Everyone's been like, oh, this is so cool. Yeah, I'm like, it's Thanks. awesome. Yeah, and it's very you. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So Spring City Coffee. That's correct. It's a new business that you're starting. Yeah. Owner, operator. Yeah. And I understand you're going to be at the farmer's market in Waukesha. That's the plan. So Lord willing, farmer's market. I'm learning a lot about starting a business. So right now I am officially a business. I have an LLC. Mm-hmm. But the way that retail and food licenses run. LLC. Limited Liability Company. Oh, I thought it was um, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Uh, don't want no scrubs. That's TLC. Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's but a probably, little. It's a little joke I tell about LLCs. <laughs> that's probably better though. I need to punch that up. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Keep so, going. so the way that licenses run, at least in our area, is from April to June of the next year. So, if I were to apply for my food and retail license now in March, uh, as of the recording of this podcast. I would still have to apply and pay the full price again in two months. Oh, I see. So it doesn't behoove me to do that, but that also means everything's on hold. It doesn't behoove you at all. It doesn't behoove. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I just feel happy that I'm sitting here talking to you right now. (laughs) It's been a minute. Now, you are – you're going to – you're gonna roast your own beans. Yes. Okay. I don't understand how that's done at all. Heat. Will you? Okay. Will you also serve hot cups of coffee at the farmers market? That's the plan. So, so the plan is to roast coffee. Okay. Uh, and then to serve hot cups of coffee, cold mm-hmm. brew, and then I'm gonna rotate in and out some specialty drinks. Um, I can't do lattes because that would require like a espresso setup. Yeah. Um, but I'll be using the cold brew concentrate. It creates a very potent. You know, you always water it down before serving it. Mixing that with some other stuff. Our, our debut is going to be what my wife and I call a Swanmeyer. It's okay. a mix of Dr. Pepper and coffee, which sounds not great at first. I've had that. But yeah, we love it. It's I, not terrible. Combination of our two favorite beverages. Combination cool. of her maiden name and our married name. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So what's the best cup of coffee you've ever had in your life? Can mm. you pinpoint it to a cup? I think I can. I think I can pinpoint it at least to a transformative cup in my coffee experience. Talk to me. I'm being as pretentious as possible here. So uh, yeah. my wife and I honeymoon in Portland, Oregon, not okay. the other Portland, which is Maine, uh, <laughs> because I like coffee and because I hate the sun. Uh, but we both, I don't want to call us hipsters because we're not, but people think we are. And mm-hmm. there's parts of that culture we like. So Portland was great middle ground for both of us. We went to a different coffee shop every day, and it was maybe like the last to second to last day. Uh, We went to, oh, now I'm not going to remember the name of it. I can't remember the name of the shop, but they made something called a siphon. It's this, uh, I believe it started in Japan, kind of vacuum process for making coffee. You heat up water in in the bottom of a chamber. It goes up through a straw. As it boils, you know, it creates pressure down here in the bottom. It, It boils up to the top. You mix the coffee grounds in, and then you kill the heat, and it trickles down through a filter okay filtering out all the grounds it was beautiful it Mm. was like nine dollars for a black cup of coffee Mm. probably the most pretentious experience that i had but the barista walked me through the whole thing they were he was super kind he told me why he was going to select the coffee that he was going to for 
that cup, you know, because I had suggested some other coffees, like, let's try this one if you're okay with it, because I think that this process highlights these flavors better. It was floral and fruity, which was not something I was used to at the time. Now it's what I go for in coffee. Anyway, so all that to say, that was probably my favorite coffee experience. I got what to learn a lot. The cafe, do you remember? I don't remember what the cafe was called. I should have written this down. Yeah. Uh, but the process is a siphon or a vacuum pot. Okay. Yeah. You know, my thing is with coffee, I don't turn my nose up at people who turn their nose up at bad coffee. Like if the, all the coffee snobbery, I'm into it. All the different methods. I make pour overs at my house all the time. I don't know where that is on the scale. Pour over is the way that I get something quality at home. Yeah. I Otherwise, give you a thumbs up. The listeners okay. don't know that. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a, uh, it's drip coffee. Mr. Coffee, yeah. $80 coffee maker. Um, and below that, it, I legitimately do instant coffee. I do freeze-dried coffee. Because at the end of the day, somebody could tell me that the coffee that they're serving me is just top of the line, best process in the world. And if it is not extremely caffeinated, mm. I'm not interested. Yeah. You're I'm just going for the interested. caffeine. No, I'm not. I'm not just going for the caffeine. I, I'm going for both. Okay. I love when it's smooth. I love when it tastes really good. But I would take a 4 out of 10 with a lot of caffeine over an 8 out of 10 with a little caffeine. Got it. Yeah. So I want it to taste good. I want it to be smooth. I don't want all the acidity. If you can point out to me like the the notes I should be sensing or whatever, I'm into it. But I I got to get I got to Daddy's got to get his juice. <laughs> I got to get my juice. <laughs> God, I feel God so uncomfortable. <laughs> For real, it's all about the caffeine. And yeah. for me, I can't pinpoint the best cup of coffee I've ever had, but it's all about... Are you an Enneagram guy? Eh, I don't do witchcraft, but I sure. I think I'm a four. So Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm not, I'm not majorly into it, and so then we don't even have to address what I was going to say. But part of my number is that I like to enhance experiences. Okay, sure. So when I went to commute to work today at a 30 minute drive and i thought to myself just naturally this drive will be better with a seltzer water mm. most people just go i gotta drive to work i go let me spice this drive up sure with some bubbly water yeah and that's how i am with coffee i go oh well i'm gonna go and have a conversation with this person we should have snacks to spice up the conversation yeah. or coffee hot cheetos Hot Cheetos. Spice up the coffee. I love them. I think I just drove by a pile of hot Cheetos on the on the street. Like I'm someone sure dropped their bag and I was very sad for them. And for <laughs> me, because I couldn't go eat those off the I floor. I love hot Cheetos. Yeah. Now, so for me, it's like as I was thinking about because I wanted to ask you about your favorite cup of coffee. I was like, man, for me, I remember drinking really cheap instant coffee, but on the side of a mountain in El Salvador. Sure, yeah. Okay, I remember that yeah. over some of the really high quality cups I've had, or over conversations. I remember I was in when I was in rehab, drinking coffee, and we would do these things called jailhouse lattes, where you would have your black cheap coffee, and it, we would make it so strong because I was in Minnesota where everybody was on meth, mm. so coffee was so strong. And so what we would do is we would drink our milk until there's like a little bit left in the in the little carton, and then we'd shake it up. <laughs> To super, and then you don't, and it would be all bubbly and frothy, and be on top, and it was you got yeah a, a right latte and rehab yeah. Well, I think experiences 
do lend a lot to how much we enjoy something. So there's something about sitting down in the morning with my cup of coffee to get to work. If I wow. if I'm sitting down without something to drink, even if it's water, yeah. Or something, I feel like I can't work. I feel like I can't focus. And yep. something like a, a coffee or a snack or something really, mm-hmm. really adds to that experience. Or like in the case of my best cup of coffee, I was, it was aided by the experience of having a knowledgeable, kind barista not talk down to me. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. But because I experienced that in Portland and other coffee shops for sure. Like, sure. And I've done that to people in my coffee journey, as we call it. Um, as I start to learn more, look down on instant coffee or whatever. It's not my cup of tea or sure. coffee. I don't like it, but that doesn't mean other people can't, right? Yeah. And so for this for this guy to take time out of his day to talk to me about why he was brewing the way that he was brewing and what the process was to tell me why he was closing windows in order to not affect the like wow. vacuum pressure of this of this brew method. Yeah, it's awesome. Really cool. Uh, went to what was Kickapoo, now is Wonder State in the third ward of Milwaukee. And is Kickapoo done? Well, they're, they are, they've renamed themselves okay. to Wonder State. Yeah. So uh, when it was Kickapoo, I got one of my first like straight espresso shots that I was hoping to enjoy as opposed to just get caffeine into my body. Um, and I knew I could do it there. And so I, I got it. I sat down. I drank it, enjoyed it drank some bubbly water uh, to kind of like not cleanse the palate, but highlight some of those flavors that were on my tongue now. And I'm trying to pick out flavors and I can't. Like there's some that I can, but there's something in there that I don't know what the name for it is that I really liked. Went up and talked to the barista. Again, super friendly guy. And he was just like, I'd be happy to tell you what our notes are, but I'd love to hear what you're tasting first. And like he wasn't considering himself the authority. Mm -hmm. He was opening up a conversation about, you know, with someone who wants to learn more about coffee, uh, uh, about what we're tasting and what's going on on our tongue and and those sorts of things. So mm-hmm. those are really cool experiences yeah. where people can make that snobbery side approachable. Yeah. 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 It, I, yeah it's like snobbery isn't bad when you, if you can welcome people into it, yeah. which seems opposite of snobbery, <laughs> but there is something about that. Uh, like uh, you get the same t- I think every hobby has it but you get that same at record stores mm, mm-hmm. and I'm like dude why don't you just like show the guy who's asking for you know uh, Maroon 5 why don't you be like I'm gonna show you where that's at but first just let me show you this mm. and I think you're really gonna like it and I think it's got way more you know what I mean what you got against Maroon 5 yeah just maybe they're good I don't know I just picked some of that <laughs> I don't listen to them. I don't, yeah. I don't either. This love has taken. Anyways, don't get me singing. Uh, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Are you a fan? Of Maroon 5? No, yeah. I don't. I, I know their hits. And I know at least at one point there is some statement where or an interview where they kind of talked about they don't even really like their own music. Oh, they really? make music that they know is popular oh. sort of stuff. Like it's not it's not a. I don't know. I if might it, be wrong. David Bazan said, uh, if it isn't making dollars, it isn't making sense. You just said that in the last cast. that I Did I? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, I love David Bazan. I quote him several times a week. Yeah. I don't, I'm not familiar. If you love the truth enough, you start to tell it all the time. And if it gets you into trouble, you discover you don't mind. Mm. I love David Bazan. Things are extra true if they rhyme. Yeah. <laughs> alliteration and rhyming are, are the signs of truth. I do a lot of both. More alliteration than the other, yeah. but yeah. Hit me. Okay, so you know the premise of the show. It's about sharing resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, what 
if we're just having a conversation with somebody, which you are, yeah, me, what uh, what should yeah. I check out? So, and I'm gonna take some notes. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start with the with the weirdest one, um, and that's the new Power Rangers series season. Love so, it. Hear me out. Um, I wasn't allowed to watch Power Rangers as a kid okay. because it was too violent. But I got okay. a little bit here or there before it got banned in the house and at friends' houses, right? Because I, I wasn't about to say I'm not allowed to watch this. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, um, and growing up in the '90s, there is like a nostalgia for Power Rangers, right? Over the years, I think we've all come to realize it's cheesy and it's not as good as we remember it. Yeah. But I've gotten into, well, here's here's the other portion. Power Rangers gets a lot of their action footage from a Japanese TV show. Okay. And this rings a bell. This comes from a whole genre of TV shows in Japan that are people in suits, particularly transforming to fight a monster. They call it tokusatsu. It is roughly translated to like special filming or special effects. It's sci-fi superhero shows. And I've been getting into that genre because what else am I going to do um, with my life other than get into Japanese kids television. How many kids do you have? I have two, and I don't let them I watch you had this. Two. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, sure. Uh, but my oldest is three, and uh, I'm a bit of a pacifist at heart. Yeah. So I'm going to wait a while before exposing her to television like that. Although yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Um, so anyway, I've been watching this this uh, show called Common Writer, which is a Japanese show. You got to find it uh, dubbed online or subbed online, and. I heard that the new Power Rangers season was starting, and I was like, you know what? That'll be a good time. I'm going to watch it. They're about three episodes in now, and I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, you have to take it for what it is. Which where is, can you watch it? Uh, Nickelodeon is airing it. I don't okay. know where you could stream it. Um, I think that they've got, like, a premium service probably. Sure. Um, yeah, so. Nickelodeon. Yeah. It. It, yeah, you got to take it for what it is, which is a kids show with some Listen, cheesy dude, acting. You have but... a tone of uh, shame in your voice for this resource. <laughs> you should not. You should not. In fact, most people don't realize that that is a purely welcome type of resource on this show. Good. So I appreciate that. The new Power Rangers series. So yeah. it's like a re restart. New um, characters. New characters. I think that it's supposed to take place in the larger universe. Um, there's dinosaurs involved again, so that's yeah. always nice. Dude, my son dinos. is four, yeah. and he... I haven't even considered introducing him yet. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. Uh, he will love Power Rangers. Wow. Yeah, I loved that show growing up, man. Right? The best. Who was the nerdy one? What color was he? Blue. Blue. Joey. He was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He stuck around for a while. I, I was just reading a little bit about the series as a whole. And so there's Tommy, who was the green, then turned gold ranger. Oh. Um, and he started off as a villain, but he he has been in the most Power Ranger stuff. He is all about it. He still shows up to, like, conferences and and fan signings and stuff and, like, is really going in on this is my claim to fame. And he's okay with that, yeah. which I really respect. Like, yeah. you know. I think he's into MMA now, but I'm not positive. You I want to ask you about MMA, by the way. Do we, you? We can get to that okay, later. Okay, yeah. Um, hit me with another resource. Okay, another resource. Uh, two podcasts. Okay. We'll, we'll blaze through these quick um, as, no to, as to not take too many resources up here. Uh, the first one is Doctrine and Devotion. So these are both Christian podcasts. Doctrine and? Doctrine and Devotion. That's and one podcast devotion. with two words in it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, they are based out of Illinois and um, – 
I guess their their particular tribe of Christianity would be called Reformed Baptist. Got it. But these two dudes are hilarious. They're really good friends. And if you like banter in your podcasts, along mm-hmm. with substance, they're the place to go. Uh, they just launched a premium option as well, mm-hmm. which includes a lot of extra podcasts, including like weekly devotionals and stuff. You strike me as the type of guy that's uh, a part of a few Patreon clubs you know what you support a few yeah. guys don't you a couple yeah <laughs> i know you do i calls them like i sees them oh man who do you who do you whose patreon are you so on? i'm on i'm on doctrine and devotions <laughs> all access uh which isn't patreon but you know similar concept i'm paying for the premium content yeah cool uh and one of the premium episodes is just their banter like just an hour of them talking about whatever they want to as opposed to their other two like almost hour-long episodes a week which are you content driven they're going through uh, a statement of faith and kind of digesting it, or they're talking about current events or mailbag episodes. That's cool. Have they gone? Do they go through like the creeds or anything? Yeah. So they did um, the 1689 London Baptist Confession for the theology nerds out there, and yep. now they're going through. Um, oh, I forget which catechism it is. Hopefully, they don't hear this and, and think about the that new fan. city. No, no, we're doing that at a at the a dinner our, table. Yes, yeah. yes, at the dinner table Same. and also at uh, our student ministries at our church. Nice. Yeah, it's good it. stuff. What was the second podcast? Second podcast is 10-Minute Bible Hour. Love it. I heard, You've told me about this a couple years ago. I think. Yeah, so uh, dude's got a YouTube channel as well. Yeah. The podcast is about 10 minutes every day. He's been walking through the book of Matthew. He's got a great conversational tone and a really good way of saying, like, here are all the options that I, that people have seen in this passage to understand it. Here's the ones that I think just like, you know, no way you're really grasping at straws to read it sure. this way. Here are the ones that seem reasonable. And here's where I fall, but I don't own the Bible, right? Like we can disagree about some of this stuff. Sure. I'm not in charge of it. It's a really great conversational tone, just kind of chatting through the story of the gospel according to Matthew. Uh, he's pretty far through it right now, but he ever so often does these episodes that are labeled like, if you're just starting, start here, so you don't have to go by, back oh, and sure. listen to the whole thing. Yeah. And he just did one of those within the last couple months. If That's cool. want to jump in. Yeah, I like that guy. I like yeah. that guy. He just did an interview with Doug Clay mm. that I thought was interesting on, on YouTube. He's like the general superintendent of the Assemblies of God. Oh, yeah. And that's, that in general, it's not the interview itself, but that uh, in general is something I really appreciate. That was very uh, sort of Joe Rogan-esque to me. Mm. One of the things I love about Joe Rogan is like... I don't think just willing to talk to a multitude of people from a multitude of backgrounds without like having to get them. Yeah. Like, let me just hear you so Mm -hmm. that people can be thoughtful about their choices, Mm -hmm. Um, which is kind of why I want to talk to you about MMA, but give me any other resources. Yeah. Okay. So, um, two bands real quick. Am I allowed to recommend bands with cussing in them on your podcast? Okay. If you listener discretion advised to origami angel, Origami Angel. They are a Man, that was my nickname in jail. Go ahead. <laughs> was it? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was I was like, sh- like, man, that dude makes the <laughs> the best doves out of construction paper. <laughs> Anyways, go That's ahead. That's pretty gangster. <laughs> Saved my life a time or two. A time or three. <laughs> so uh, Origami Angel, kind of emo, emo pop band. Um, I lean towards sad music because uh, I have the big sad, as some people would call it. I suffer from depressive symptoms, although I've recently been downgraded to the medium sad due to a lot of uh, work by the Lord and uh, 
input by myself. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I lean towards sad music, but Origami Angel is nice because they put a lot of positive stuff on them, uh, on their songs. That kind of is like, yes, this is true. I feel this way, but I'm going to look up and I'm going to kind of look for the positive and, and, you know, community and stuff like that. We share a different worldview, but still really nice to listen to, to like kind of scratch that sad itch while not perpetuating it. Yeah. Love it. The other one is Static Dress. I don't know as much about this band. They've only got a few songs out, but if you are into that kind of like 2000s post-hardcore screamo scene, they're a revival of that, and it's a lot of fun to listen to. Nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. So um, I'm going to link to those things. I'm going to put that list in the description of the episode, as well as a link to springcity.coffee. Yeah. Spring City Coffee Facebook page will all be in there. Uh, you hinted at being a being a pacifist, yeah. Or you lean that way. Mm-hmm. So tell me about like, uh, would you then like fundamentally disagree with the existence of like mixed martial arts? Yeah, that's a good question. So not fundamentally disagree with the existence of it, but sure, I don't. I knew that was not a good yeah, way yeah. to ask question. But I don't watch it. Um, I tried to at one point. So I went through a professional wrestling kick for several years recently. Oh, yeah. I, actually, I think I knew that about you. Yeah, I, I stopped during uh, the pan- the pandemic that we just had mm-hmm. or that we're in right now. I shouldn't say just had. We're almost a year in um, because they had no audience and it was super weird to watch. Yeah. Like They had people on video screens behind, but it just, you know, all the crowd noises are fake. It feels really weird. Yeah. You lose an energy. Um, but anyway, when I was kind of starting off my pro wrestling kick, I thought I'll check out MMA that it's similar, but real. Maybe it would scratch some of the same itch. There's still some of the drama, right? Guys are calling dudes out. You've yeah. got these really bombastic figures. None of them can shoot lightning out of their hands like the Undertaker can. Right. But, you know, you take what you can. From. Right. And I just got uncomfortable with the like actual physical violence. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of shows that I watch, superhero movies, whatever, there's violence. But I think I know that it's fake, right? And when I see someone actually getting punched in the face, I go, ah, I don't like that so much. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's not a fundamental disagreement. It's not like I don't think people should watch that. But I definitely feel uncomfortable consuming it for entertainment myself. Sure. If I can take a really like, oh, it's not for me approach. Yeah, no. Yeah. I so, so I love it. Yeah, right. But I, that. I also get uncomfortable watching it. Mm. Yeah. So maybe that makes me strange, but I mean... Do you get uncomfortable every time or do you get uncomfortable at, at certain, certain times? At certain moments, like um, a few weeks ago, a guy named Corey Sanhagen knocked out a guy named Frankie Edgar in the look on Frankie Edgar's body from mm. head to I mean, it was like, it looked like rigor mortis. Like mm. Everything went stiff, maybe uncomfortable. Uh, a guy named Derek Lewis knocked out a guy named Curtis Blades, I think the week after that. Same deal. That was hard to watch. Um, so blood doesn't the blood doesn't bother me as much as what the human body does when it's knocked unconscious, yeah. like out cold. Yeah, but I love it. I love. It. Did you grow up doing martial arts? Uh, I took park and rec karate for maybe a year. I got a yellow belt, so I think nice. that was the second one. I don't know where that's at yeah. the scale. <laughs> <laughs> at least at least in our program, it was the second one. And we got a little electrical tape stripe to recognize yeah. that we uh, answered some questions about not doing drugs. Oh correctly. really? Yeah. So. Really? Nice. Yeah. <laughs> At least awesome, I think yeah. that's what the stripe was for. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I remember it. So as of right now, we're going to be able to get your coffee, both beans and liquid, 
yeah. form at uh, the hopefully the Waukesha Farmers Market. Yeah, and but people will be able to find out through Instagram, Facebook. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're not able to make it to the farmers market, but I'm able to get licenses to sell, I'll also have an online shop for the beans. I can't sell liquid coffee online because it would be cold sure. by the time it got to you. Cold brew is really hot right now with the kids. That's true. That would be warm by the time it got to you. So kind of like the worst of two worlds. It would all just kind of come out room temperature. Hear me out. Okay. Warm brew. Mm. WB. Mm. G double D with that WB. Is this Go the on. right is this the right time to start pitching um, corporate sponsorships uh, that I've had great puns for? Yeah. Okay. So the brewers, I assume that all of the brewers listen to your podcast. Yep. Um all of them. Daniels, McDangles, uh, Daniels, the second junior, uh, Ben. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so here's here's the idea. Uh, bold crew cold brew. Okay. Fun little fun little thing. We could make cold brew, sell it under the name Bold Crew for the brew crew. Huh? Okay. Uh huh. You're not looking at the BC BC. I'll drop it. It's or CB CB. D. DB. Is that taken? <laughs> CBD. I think that one's taken. Um, it, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, somebody came to me last night very upset that Miller Park is not called Miller Park anymore, <laughs> which I find strange. I get it's all dollars. Yeah. As David Bazan once said, um, it's not making dollars, it's, it's not, not making, making sense. sense. Uh, but so I get that's what it comes down to. It's still strange to me. I'm like Miller Park, Miller, Milwaukee mm-hmm, Brewers, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. But his money, but they were very upset. American Family, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm still calling it County Stadium. Oh, is that what it was before Miller Park? Well, a different, technically different park, but on the same property. You know that little le- that little league field they have like kind of outside. That home plate is where County Stadium's home plate was. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's what I went to when I was little, but it's been Miller Park for a long time. I remember Miller Park when I I was living in Janesville and we were going to Summerfest. Yeah. And we were Yeah, baby. We were trying to time out our mushroom trip. And so we are separate cars going to see. You remember, you know the band Tool? Yeah. So, like, I'm not like a diehard Tool fan. In fact, I actually, they're one of the very few bands that when I listen to them, I actually get a little uncomfortable. Mm. That might have something to do with the drugs back yeah. in the day. But we're trying to time out our mushroom trip. And so I was like, guys, and so really think about the details of this story. This yeah. doesn't pan out. Okay. I'm in the car, and the other guys are like 25 minutes behind me. I call them, I say, Let's all time this out. I'm passing Miller Park right now. When you pass Miller Park, and I'm going to eat my mushrooms. So when you pass Miller Park. Shiitake or No, oyster? psychedelic. Oh, dang. I said, you eat your mushrooms. So that then we would have all eaten our mushrooms when we're passing Miller Park, and we'll all be in sync. Mm. I was a half hour ahead of them. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking it's like location based and I wasn't even on the drugs yet. And then you've been to concerts. You yeah. get to the concert super early and then there's openers. Yeah. And uh, needless to say, things did not time out well. I got very sick by the time Tool came on. Uh, well, I don't know how many how much mushrooms you've done, but uh, a psychedelic ones zero. Yeah. Have you had mushroom coffee? No, but I've heard of it. I've yeah. heard it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Ferriss talks about that. Mm-hmm. Um, no caffeine, a, so really. Well, I think it's just I think it's just dried mushroom powder made into a beverage, if I'm not mistaken. At least that's the case with chicory coffee. They call it coffee because it kind of has 
similar flavors and if it doesn't caffeinate daddy doesn't think it's great ah i knew the rhyme was coming <laughs> yeah that look on my face <laughs> i was smirking during your drug story because i was remembering the first time you mentioned casually your past with drugs to me we were at sure. a four today concert and you made a joke about it and i reacted really uncomfortably because i couldn't tell if you were making a joke or being <laughs> serious and you were doing both taylor had to tell me uh, Taylor oh, yeah. Whitney, the, he's my translator. Yeah, your <laughs> ch your chief naysayer. Yeah. he he had to tell me later. No, he actually like that's true. What he said. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's a combination of just uh, my natural. I like to, I like to laugh and and make jokes combined with just a uh, gratitude to still be alive. <laughs> I combine those things and I'm perfectly happy to make fun of the old life. Yeah, or make jokes about it. That sounds good. Anything else you want to share? Um. If people are interested in checking out coffee in the meantime, mm -hmm. um, I've been really big on coffees from Burundi or Yemen. Yemen can get kind of expensive, um, but they've got really interesting flavors. Um, Yemen, like in the Middle East? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. So okay. right now, that's where historians are thinking coffee originated. For a while, it was Ethiopia, but there's been some new discoveries that show maybe it yeah. came from Agree Yemen to disagree. To Ethiopia. Agree so. to disagree. <laughs> I disagree. Yeah. So uh, you but, think it uh, came from America? Yep. Yeah, where all the good things come from. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so check yeah. out Yemen, Yemenese coffee. Yeah, or Burundi. If you or can. Burundi. Yeah. Africa. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, I know. Garrett, Daniel DeMeyer, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having Spring me. Spring City Coffee, baby. Let's do it. All right, take it easy. You too.